Hello my friends, thank you for joining me. Today we'll be talking about uh, when Jesus goes to Peter's house for the first time and speaks to the villagers and when he meets uh, Philip and Bartholomew for the first time and asks them to follow him. We'll be reading from the poem of the man-god, Maria Valtorta, Volume 1. John has gone to find Jesus and he says to him, I have come to tell you that Peter asks you to pass by Bethsaida. He has spoken to many people about you. We did not go out fishing last night. We prayed as well as we could, and we gave up profit because the Sabbath was not yet over. And this morning we went through the streets speaking about you. There are many people who would like to hear you. Will you come, Master? So Peter is already behaving as an apostle, spreading the word of Jesus, spreading the knowledge of his presence in the area to try to bring people together so that they can listen to Jesus' words. And Jesus agrees to go. And when he gets there, he takes a little bit of time to rest while the apostles go out to gather the people to Peter's house for a certain time. And He's walking along and he comes across these children and they are playing a game of war. And he speaks to the children. And Jesus says, War is a punishment of God to chastise men. And it is a sign that man is no longer a true son of God. When the Most High created the world, he made all things, the sun, the sea, the stars, the rivers, the plants, the animals, but he did not make arms. He created man and gave him eyes that he might cast loving glances and a mouth to utter loving words and ears to listen to such words and hands to give help and to caress and feet to run fast to assist our neighbors in need and a heart capable of loving. He gave man intelligence, speech, affections, and taste but he did not give man hatred. Why? Because man, a creature of God, was to be love as God is love. If man had remained a creature of God, he would have persevered in love, and the human family would have not known either war or death. And he continues and he says, Be strong in the law of the true God. To be amongst those in the valley of decision he will judge to be his saints. But the judgment is already near, not in the valley of decision, but on the mountain of redemption. There the sun and the moon will grow dark with horror, the stars will tremble and shed tears of mercy, and the children of light will be judged and separated from the children of darkness. And the whole of Israel will know that its God has come. Happy those who will have recognized him, Honey, milk, and fresh water will descend into their hearts, and thorns will become eternal roses. Which of you wants to be amongst those who will be judged saints of God? So Jesus is already prophesying his crucifixion on the Mount of Golgotha to the children, even though they don't realize that's what he's saying. So he asks them, Which of you wants to be amongst those who will be judged saints of God? Ay, ay, they say. Will you love the Messiah then, he asks. Yes, yes, you, you, it's you we love. We know who you are. Simon and James have told us, 
and our mothers have told us, Take us with you. Yes, says Jesus, I will take you if you are good. No more bad words, no more arrogance, quarrels, no answering back to your parents. Prayer, study, work, obedience, and I will love you and come with you. So these are the requests that Jesus makes of all of us to study, work, and obey, to not be arrogant or quarrelsome. And it's not just for children, it's for all people, because we are all of us the children of God. At this time an elderly man goes near the group. Jesus turns around and sees him, and he says, Come, follow me. Yes, Master, says the man. Jesus blesses the children, and walking beside Philip, he says to him, Do you want to be my disciple? Yes, I do. But I dare not hope for so much, says Philip. I have called you, says Jesus. Then I am your disciple. Here I am, says Philip. Did you know about me? asks Jesus. Andrew spoke to me about you. He said to me, The one you were pining after has come, because Andrew knew that I yearned for the Messiah. Your expectation has not been disappointed, says Jesus. He is in front of you. My master and my God, exclaims Philip. You are a well-intentioned Israelite, says Jesus. That is why I am manifesting myself to you. Another friend of yours is waiting. He is a sincere Israelite too. Go and say to him, We have found Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph of the house of David, him of whom Moses and the prophets have spoken. Go. Jesus remains alone until Philip comes back with Nathaniel Bartholomew. Here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit, says Jesus. Peace be with you, Nathaniel. How do you know me? asks Nathaniel. Before Philip came to call you, I saw you under a fig tree. Master, says Nathaniel, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus says, because I said I saw you while you were meditating under the fig tree, you believe? You will see greater things than that. I solemnly tell you that heaven is open, and because of your faith, you will see angels descending and ascending above the Son of Man, that is, above me, who am speaking to you. Master, says Bartholomew, I am not worthy of such a favor. And Jesus says, Believe in me, and you will be worthy of heaven. Will you believe? I will, Master. Then we see Jesus in Peter's house, and he's surrounded by people who have come to listen to him. Peter and Andrew and John and James had a good harvest of people coming to Peter's house to listen to the word of God. So Jesus is now speaking to them, and he says, You have wished to hear me, the word is speaking. It speaks with joy to the honest, with sorrow to the dishonest, with delight to the holy and the pure, with mercy to sinners. It does not deny itself. It has come to spread out like a river that flows to irrigate lands needing water, refreshing them and fertilizing them at the same time with hummus. You want to know what is required to become disciples of the word of God, of the Messiah, word of the Father, who has come to gather Israel together, 
that it may hear once again the words of the holy and immutable Decalogue, and may be sanctified by them, and thus be purified for the hour of redemption and of the kingdom, as far as man can be purified by himself. Now I say to the deaf, the blind, the dumb, the lepers, the paralytic, the dead, Rise, you are healed. Rise, walk. May the rivers of light, of words, of sounds be opened for you, that you may hear me and see me and speak of me. But rather than to your bodies I am speaking to your souls, men of good will, come to me without any fear. If your souls are injured, I will cure them. If they are ill, I will heal them. If they are dead, I will raise them. All I want is your good will. Notice when Jesus speaks about people being dead and raising them from the dead, he is not referring to what he did for Lazarus. He's referring to people whose souls are dead, the people whose souls are not in tune with God, listening to their angels, trying to be moral, following the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments following the virtues of the rosary, which teaches how to live a true life in God. These people are the people who are the dead among us. They are those whose souls need to be risen from the dead, awakened. Okay, So we live amongst many people like that, people who are not religious, are not Christian, are not following the word of God. They're ears are deaf, their eyes are blind, their mouths are dumb. They don't live with God. So we must pray for these people to convert to the true life in God. Pray for them to join all of us so that our souls will all be together in heaven because that is what God wants. He created us with love, every one of us, and he wants every one of us to return to him. So I will continue now with what Jesus is saying. He says, Is what I ask for difficult? No, it is not. I do not impose on you the hundreds of precepts of the rabbis. I say to you, follow the Decalogue. The law is one and immutable. Many centuries have gone by since it was given, beautiful, pure, fresh. It is simple, neat, easy to follow. I am bringing once again the law to you as the Most High gave it. But in your own interest, I ask you to accept it with sincere hearts, like the true Israelites of bygone times. Do what God commands, and above all, strive and be perfect in the two main precepts. If you love God with all your souls, you will not sin, because sin gives pain to God. Who loves does not want to give pain. If you love your neighbors as you love yourselves, you will be respectful children to your parents, faithful husbands to your wives, honest merchants in your trade, without any violence against your enemies, truthful in bearing witness, without envy of wealthy people, without any incentive of lewdness for another man's wife. And as you do not want to do to other people what you do not wish should be done to you, then you will not steal or kill or slander or enter someone else's nest like cuckoos. Nay, I say to you, 
carry to perfection your obedience to the two precepts of love. Love also your enemies. How much the Most High will love you, since he loves man so much. Although man became his enemy because of the original sin, and because of his personal sins, he sent man the Redeemer, the Lamb who is his Son, that is I who am speaking to you, the Messiah, promised to redeem you from all your sins, if you will learn to love as he does. Love. May your love become a ladder by which, like angels, you will ascend to heaven as Jacob saw them. When you hear the Father say to each and everybody, I will be your protector wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this place, to heaven, the eternal kingdom. Peace be with you, says Jesus. The crowd utters words of emotional approval and slowly go away. Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, and Bartholomew stay. They are speaking with Jesus, and they ask him, Are you going to Jerusalem, Lord? And he says, Yes. Would you like to come with me? And they say, Yes, we wish to come with you. Come then, he says, you will help me. How shall we do that? asks Peter. I will tell you, says Jesus. To do good, all you need do is do what I tell you. Who obeys always does good. We will now pray, and then each of us will go and perform his duties. What will you do, Master? asks Peter. I will continue to pray. I am the light of the world, but I am also the Son of Man. I must therefore draw from the light to become the man who redeems men. Let us pray. And Jesus says a psalm, the one beginning with, Who rests in the help of the Most High will live in the protection of the God of heaven. He will say to the Lord, You are my protector and my shelter. He is my God. I will hope in him. He rescued me from the snares of fowlers and from harsh words. So today we saw how Jesus met Bartholomew and Philip and called them to join him immediately and how Andrew and Peter and John and James had already been working for the purposes of the Lord to bring people together to listen to his words and how Jesus talked about the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments and how following the Ten Commandments is the simple law the simple way of learning how to be good children of God and how to bring us and our souls back to heaven where God is waiting for us. And he also mentioned the golden rule, to do unto others as you would have others do unto you. I thank you for joining me. I look forward to having you join me again for episode 31. Thank you. Go with God.